so exciting. I just want to say, when I first <laughs> asked you, I was like, she's going to say no. I was like, why would she say yes? Well, I'll tell you why I said yes. Because first of all, I, you always were very special to me anyway when I was teaching. But I think that I love your whole, it seems like from what I know, what I've read about you is just that you are all about empowerment and women empowerment. And I feel like what better way to empower my former student than to come and be a part of what she's doing. Oh my gosh, that's so kind. But yeah, the entire thing, the whole reason for this podcast was I just wanted someone that I wish I would have had when I was in high school mm -hmm. and I want to be that person. Yeah. And I don't do it for the people who like love high school. I do it for the people who are just like, would rather be anywhere else. And that's <laughs> just trying to get through. Right. And that's a large majority of people. Yeah. And I was like, who better to ask than, <laughs> I don't know. Can I call you your first name? I think I'm of old enough. You okay. have to. I, yes, <laughs> I you left your to. card blank over there because I was like, no, what do I put on it? <laughs> yes, it has to be Lauren now. Yes, okay. It's been enough time. All right, Lauren. So it was just like when I thought of who I wanted to ask, I wanted it to be you. And I think it was because I always saw you be so bright and you were so interactive with so many women. And I think that even from someone standing back and watching, it was, there's so many opportunities for you to not want to engage with other women. And I think that as you just showing up in your teaching space, you have so many girlfriends <laughs> and you are just yeah. so happy to be around them. <laughs> and I think that that's not something that everyone deals with, right? Like for me, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Like it's taken me until now mm -hmm. to really step into like girl, girl friends. Yeah. And you just, you were always just so bright. So I want to talk about, because you are a real safe space for me. And I want to just talk about, Coming into high school now, there's so many more things like the internet. Okay, what do you do? Like, do people text? It's so, do people text? They actually, no, they don't text. They're on Snapchat or no! they're sending each other things, but it's not, they, they don't text each other anymore. It's oh, all quick snaps and taking pictures of foreheads in class and sending it to each other and things like that. And you know what? You can really only limit it so much. I mean, our phones, they're ubiquitous, right? Like, right. you can't limit that consumption we can try to use it respectfully in the classroom we can try to talk about the norms for the class and keeping things academic but there are times where we use the phones as a tool in the classroom mm -hmm. too so they're there um but it's it is difficult to try to gain the attention of the people in front of you when they've got the world at their fingertips it's really difficult so it is finding a safe space I feel like it's just so you're like who do I talk to who do I look for who do I trust and I just think that outside of friends I think sometimes it's nice to have a safe adult yeah that you can like go to their place and I always found myself like going to someone's place. Yes. Like I wasn't probably where I was supposed to be because <laughs> that just didn't intrigue me at all. Right. But I think just finding a safe space is so important. So you, for someone who lends yourself a, a safe space for a lot of people, what do you do like to make kids feel safe? So I, I think that the trying to be kids. safe is, is one of the things you try to establish from day one. When people come into the classroom, it, at first it's just really little things, right? It's mm -hmm. greeting people at the door, talking, like asking, you know, what they like to be called, what their nickname is, what their pronouns are, all of those things, trying to make it as inclusive a classroom as you possibly can. You really did wait at the door. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. You have to. You, because Wait, I like have like this the- memory. <laughs> and then you were pregnant and I would say, and a side of fries. Yes. And then like, it's like you're at the door. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I want the, because I don't know what's happened up until the point where they enter my classroom. I don't know what's happened in someone's day. So the most important thing I can do to try to set the tone for our relationship, for a good class experience, for anything is to be at the door with a smile and say hello and ask how their weekend was because... Um, and, and sometimes it's met with a grunt. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not recept, you know, met with reception. But that's okay. I can keep trying because eventually, maybe that'll be the day where they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to smile back. I'm going to say hi today." That's fine. Um, I think for some people, it really takes a lot of time to earn trust. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't had safe adults in their life that often, right. um, and so they don't know what that looks like. So that's one of the things. Um, another thing, and I don't know if I was doing it when you were my student, but because was- let's be real, it was a hot minute <laughs> it was ago. A minute ago. She <laughs> walked in, and I was just like, "Do you know? I think I." I'm your age when you were teaching which me? I said at first was impossible but in fact <laughs> it, it is it's, real it's real yeah um, but um now I keep my snack stash um in my drawer too because I don't know who's had breakfast who hasn't who just didn't have time to pack a lunch so there's always granola bars and goldfish and there's waters and things like that so kids know that if they need something they can grab something um another it's so stupid but it's a I put out mints on my desk and so they can come up and take a mint or take a candy or whatever it is but it's just something that feels a little bit more um I don't know homey welcoming. or welcoming yeah. or whatever it is um so I think that's part of it the other thing now too is um I stay in my room for lunch and so kids who don't want to deal with the cafeteria that would who be me. just need a spot to kind of decompress because it is loud and crazy down there and I know for myself I needed a minute between classes to just instead of going down in the office and, and I love talking with my coworkers, um but sometimes I just need a break and so I will sit in my room and have lunch and my kids know I had a crew that came in every lunch block this year and sometimes we interacted sometimes we didn't sometimes they just sat with themselves sometimes it was oh my gosh, can I tell you about what happened? And I don't know what to do about this. Can you, what do you think? You're a mom. What would you do if this happened? So some some days I'm there for advice. Some days I'm just there to kind of fade into the background while they have their little safe circle to hang out in. Oh boy. Emotional intelligence is real up in there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just because everyone needs something different at every time. Mm -hmm. And I think that you going the extra mile and just doing those small things does make such a difference. And even this part really blows my mind because I mean, like you face rejection. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of hardcore rejection. I think that's the other thing you have to, we say it to new teachers when they come in. I don't think you can have ego to a certain extent in the job because you have to be willing to they're going to make fun of you they're going to make fun of your outfit sometimes they're going to make fun of your (laughs) expression sometimes ruthlessly so (laughs) ruthlessly so and so you I instead of when they say when I say something like oh my gosh I know people don't even say cringe anymore but they'll say oh my gosh that's cringy and then I'll say it more because I let them make fun of me because it's then it's something that bonds us and connects us and I'll see them in the hallway and I'll say something really cringy really loudly and they're like oh but they roll their eyes and it's kind of like a oh mom like right it's a connection it's a connection yeah oh my gosh I love this (laughs) This is like ninja. I think that as uh, over the years, you know, this is, I'm going into year 21. Oh my God. Yeah, it's been a while. I was 21 when I started teaching and I turned 22 that first month, but still I was young. And so I think you learn, you learn from watching the people around you, right? Like who are the people who consistently have great relationships with kids? 
I need to be paying attention. And I think also too, part of you naturally, like I'm empathetic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always in, yeah. I'm always feeling something and feeling other people's stuff. And <laughs> yes, you can't I, cry around me without me crying too. So I, feel that. I think trying, just trying my best to read people and understand that their behaviors are not, are oftentimes not about me. And so if they're surly or if they're not doing something, it's, it's probably not about what I'm doing. So what do they need to be successful? So if someone's putting their head down and not going to work, it's not an, it's not a, pardon me, it's not an F you to me. Right. It's something's going on with that person. Mm-hmm. And so I have to try to be empathetic and, and figure out where they're coming from. What do they need? Maybe they need to just put their head down and nap that period. I don't know. Maybe it was an awful night. Maybe we need to have a conversation. Uh, maybe I need to give an extension. But I think that we're, there's so much trauma right now. And I think trying to understand, um, how to meet people where they are is the most important thing that we can do as teachers. And it's not always easy. It means bending all these rules that you thought were supposed to be so strict. And so, and who cares? Who cares if the homework comes in on the Tuesday or the Friday? Does it really matter that much in the grand scheme of things? It doesn't. And I think I had to unlearn some of the things that I thought were very important before. And I'm just realizing or not. You you make them actual humans. Well, and I think that before it was always like, oh, don't, don't smile until December. They have to take you seriously. Sure. They have, there has to be mutual respect, but I think mutual respect comes from Um, the building of a relationship, me showing that I care and I'm invested in them and what they're doing. And then in turn, they can get to a place where they're ready to be productive um, and invested in what I'm doing. Because why else should they care? They shouldn't. They only care if you you show you care. Okay, so this is going to just lead to my last question for this little mini segment. And I want to know, let's say... I have rejected every single smile. I have wanted nothing to do with anyone. Mm-hmm. How, what are the first steps you think I should take to start to adopt a safe teacher? Like, cause that's hard. Like, I right. feel like I've broken every single thing. Like you've, you've smiled at me and I basically told you <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, you don't know me. And, but now I'm like, Oh God, I need, I need someone, you know what I mean? And I always recommend go to therapy, everyone. Thank you. Okay. But (laughs) in school, when you're like, I really could use like a loving face right now. Yeah. So it's hard. So if, so I I think what you're asking is, so if the person themselves, that student Mm -hmm. just cannot find that connection and is kind of shutting down every adult who tries to make that connection. Well, they just, they thought they didn't need one. They thought they they realized they did. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think the the, the cliche thing I think always is, oh, let's go talk to a guidance counselor. And that can be that can be wonderful. It can be very helpful. And we have some wonderful guidance counselors. But I think the reality is that the kids are seeing every day for longer stretches of time Mm -hmm. are those teachers in front of them. And so if I am not having success with a particular student, what I have done in the past is gone to other teachers who have that student and say, I am struggling to make any inroads. Like, can you tell me anything about, you know, how do they do in this class? Are they talking to anyone? What's happening? Um, what do they seem to respond to? You care they t- that much? I had one student one year. It was really difficult. We were not finding a common ground. We were not, it, it was not happening. And it was October and that's too long for me. And so I went to the vice principal at the time, said, you need to tell me, give me a little background on this kid. I don't know what his deal is. He is actively like, if he could push me back any harder, he would. Um, and I need to figure out a way to help him because it's going to be a long year. Mm-hmm. And so she asked actually brought him in and the three of us sat down and we had this meeting and it was it 
I won't go in, too into detail. It's his nope. personal story, but um, he had suffered a tremendous loss um, about a year and a half prior to that year and was really kind of just pushing away anyone who was trying to get close to him. And in that meeting, we actually had such a powerful conversation. I was sobbing. He was crying. But that was, he became my, he was my person the rest of the year. And he still, even after he left school, would reach out and email and check in. So I think sometimes you just have to be willing to really put in the work and work hard enough because it's that important. BRB, I'm crying. (laughs) That is so kind because I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this, they're like, honestly, nobody sees me. Nobody cares. And the name of this podcast is It Gets Better because I truthfully never knew my life could be this good. I had no idea. I literally have zero idea. Um, Going back to grad school to become a therapist, like I work at a tech company. I love my life. I have a dog. Like I am just like truthfully like... I had no idea my life could be this good. And the last time I saw you, I was wearing turtlenecks, gold shoes, and running really <laughs> weird. And I look at myself and I'm just like, praise. It gets so much better. And so the whole premise of this is like, how can we help them get through it? Right. Because once you get through it, a whole new world opens up. Absolutely. And I'm just so grateful. And it's nice to know that people care. Yeah. Because it's so easy to think, well, if nobody cares about me at home, no one's going to care about me at school. Right. And, you know, I have a lot of people come on and they talk about bullying. And so they come in and they talk about bullying. And I say, okay, what would you say to yourself now when it was happening? But that's for another episode. (laughs) But I am just so grateful. So thank you for showing us that people care. Oh, thank you. They do. And so take a risk. If someone seems like they're holding their hand out, grab it. Because maybe that's the lifeline that you need, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If someone's smiling at you, giving you snacks, (laughs) take them. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you.